0: Local voices. Local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us once again here at NapaBroadcasting.com. With our own former Napa County Supervisor Bill Dodd more than likely moving from the Assembly to the Senate, it opens up new opportunities for that Assembly seat. Emerging victorious in the recent primary and almost certain to be our next Assembly member is the current Mayor of Winter, Cecilia Aguilar-Curry. It is my pleasure to welcome her here to NapaBroadcasting.com. Cecilia, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you giving me some time, and I look forward to uh, chatting with you. Well, it's great to have you here. Let's begin
0: by talking a little bit about your background that uh, a lot of people in Napa may not be as familiar with. You're currently the mayor of Winters. You had been on the city council there. Tell us a little bit about your history and background.
1: Well, I came to Winters, California in 1957, and uh, my father was brought here I, and actually recruited as being the high school agriculture teacher, and so he started an incredible um, program here. And along the way, we were, our family was brought up to to work hard and also be leaders. And so I got a lot of my leadership skills from my family. They they kind of prodded me along. But you know, I've um, I've been here in Winters, and I um, love the community. And uh, after I got married and divorced, I came I came back to Winters to raise my family. And, as a single mom, and I decided what can I do to continue this great little community and make sure that my children had the same advantages that I had and And so, I just kind of got involved that way so um i'm um, I am really I can really relate to our rural communities. Um, I've worked really hard with our not only our city council but uh, regionally and statewide with uh, League of California cities. And I have um, been the President of the uh, Northern California Division, which encompasses eighteen counties and about cities sm- sixty small cities so as you can imagine in this large district with six counties uh, there's a lot of small cities and a lot of rural issues so that's how I kind of got into this and now i'm um, I'm lo- looking forward to moving on um, didn't think I would be doing this um, I was Asked by a a woman's group called Close the Gap that they'd heard about all my accomplishments here in winters in the region and said, you know, you should run. And I guess I just needed that little shove. And here I am today, and I'm honored to and humbled to to be the um, candidate for uh, Assembly District 4.
0: Talk a little bit about the diversity of the district. You were talking about the rural character of some of it and certainly lots of of parts of Yolo County and Colusa County and, and, Mm -hmm. and certainly Lake County. Are incredibly rural and yet you have uh, parts of Solano County all of Napa County in the district uh, City of Davis parts of the, the district that, that are not at all really rural but are, are much more sophisticated and, and grown-up one might say
1: well you know um, during this the past year in traveling around you really start to learn um, and understand uh, the communities that are involved in this district and so I, um, my background is I do a public outreach. I'm a consultant for public outreach. So my goal is always to do collaboration and come to consensus. And um, one of the things that I've done is that mentally I sit down and think about particularly each district and what is their primary issues. Throughout the entire region, transportation access, affordable housing, and um, agriculture are the top three major topics that are brought up in every single community obviously economic development and job creation comes along with that But when we work at let's say for instance we talk about lake county you know they've been devastated by all the fires uh, they have a lot of challenges in that particular district, and so that particular di- that particular county, we're looking at how can we make sure we uh, meet those needs of the of the community, and it could be as simple as not simple. There's lots of things to do, but moving, making sure that we have uh, that the uh, constituents have access to the offices, such as the Assembly Office, the, the uh, Congressman's Office, the State Senate Office. So we're working on trying to make sure we have central locations. In um, the same way, uh, Napa County, transportation is probably the number one thing that always comes up, and uh, affordable housing. So I've already met with... Um, for uh, the solano county transportation napa county transportation sonoma uh, transportation and just having discussions right now about what are their main goals what are their main things they will be going after how can we alleviate some of the issues with transportation some of the ideas that are coming down the pike so i want to make sure i have a good grasp on that when i hopefully go over to the assembly Affordable housing is everywhere but in napa county I, I, i look at it as where, what can we do in this particular area? Do we look at, we need to collaborate and, and think out of the box, like working with more infill projects, making sure there's no impediments to maybe looking at granny flats, encouraging high density inside the city limits. How are we going to work as a team? That means local, county, and um, statewide, of finding out how we can get some funding and, and ideas along that line. But um so each district I kind of have to think outside the box and each one has its unique needs.
0: And talk about the the ability to bring those needs together. That every community, your community of Winter certainly here in Napa, all have their own problems, their own set of potential solutions, their own ideas mm-hmm. about how these need to evolve. And, in fact, it's arguable that the solutions to all of these larger problems like housing and transportation really are going to have to be solved on a regional basis, on a collaborative basis.
1: There's no doubt about that. And I think the, the good thing about it is is that um, in what I've done uh, regionally over here in Yolo County is that we really, I've always really tried to make sure we bring a diverse set of uh, constituents to the table. Everyone has a different need. Um, Everybody uh, projects that they need something different. But ultimately, we have a lot of things that are in common, and we need to kind of tweak things, try to make a win-win for everyone. Um, You know, housing has, for instance, just for housing, housing has so many different um, looks over in Napa. You know, we have farm worker housing. We have veterans that need some housing. um, We have just regular affordable housing. And I ran into, and I wish I could remember his name, but um, from the Napa... um, Napa Valley uh, College School Board, and he suggested you know we should maybe look at even on the college, on the college um, site is that there's some room maybe to do affordable housing some uh, some small affordable housing, some veteran's housing, and some farm worker housing so the students or the families could attend j c so those are kind of the things that we need to look at let's let's look outside the box and how can we um, come up with some good solutions. They're not going to always make everybody happy. We need, we know that, but we do need to start addressing some of those throughout the region.
0: And talk about the cost of all of that, that, that not only are these complex issues that will take regional solutions, but there's a limited supply of money, particularly on the state level and particularly for transportation projects right now.
1: Right. Well, you know, this is the time when we need to do, uh, again, think of more of like public-private partnerships. Um, and how we can make those work, leverage money from a different, as we'll say, buckets of money to make sure they're successful. So, for instance, there's projects with some, kind of some cap-and-trade money that's out there that maybe we could leverage. There's um, different ways to look at this. So, for instance, um, you know, maybe we need to look at more senior housing. Will that nice senior housing, be able, affordable senior housing, open up some inventory in your communities right now? We also need to look at how are we dealing with um, our uh, VRBO homes, our vacation homes, that people are purchasing a second home and then they're vacant during the weekdays and they're quite busy during the uh, weekends. We need to look at uh, solutions of how those can work better for us rather than against us. So uh, the funding is going to be obviously tough. Um, We have to work with our federal partners. We need to work with our HUDs. We need to work with our, our county housing authorities. So it's going to take many to come to the table. Many of us have great ideas um, and sometimes just sitting down and saying, so what can you bring to the table? How can we leverage that money? So we'll have to, we'll have to investigate it some more.
0: Talk a little bit about uh, how you feel about going to Sacramento, the experience of becoming part of the legislature where it's not as easy to solve problems as it is in a small community <laughs> like Winters.
1: <laughs> Isn't that true? Well, you know, um, I've been fortunate enough because I live so close to Sacramento in the past, oh, gosh, eight years, ever since I've been on the council. um, I have spent time in and out of the Capitol. Um, I've met quite a few of the current and um, uh, termed out um, assembly people as well as senators. Um, This morning I just spent an hour and a half with Senator Wolk, who is so gracious to kind of go over things that were really important to make sure that I can hit the ground running. Um, so, I, I realize it 's going to be a challenge, but I think the blessing is is there's some really strong people um, that are in this uh, assembly district that uh, um, come over so, for instance, Senator Mike McGuire, he has some fabulous ideas, and he 's a real go getter. I look forward to working with him. Um, assembly member wood um, i 've met these people already 've had conversations with him Assembly member dodd i can 't say more um, more about him. He has been very helpful. I wish him well. I'm hoping he's in the Senate uh, for many reasons because not only you have to work as a partnership. doesn't matter what's, what house you're in. You have to work as a partnership. And uh, they've all been very gracious um helping me figure out, you know, my staffing. I'm uh, making sure I get the best staff. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, luckily, um, because I've been so close um, and worked on other projects for the uh, state, as well as federal. Um, my name's out there, and people are familiar with me, and they're familiar with how I want to get things done.
0: Talk a little bit about farming issues in California. You come mm-hmm. from, as you, you talked about earlier, a rural county. Certainly farming, and more importantly, water is the essential mm-hmm. overlay to that, uh, are, are monumental issues in the state right now.
1: Oh, they truly are. So um, I farm with my brothers 80 acres of walnuts, um, we just finished our harvest, and we're very delighted that that's done um, before any rains come. But uh, it's a challenge. And so, um, particularly for our smaller farmers, um, there's always that um, extra thing that we've got to pay for is trying to figure out um, water issues. Um, just for instance, yesterday we were sitting down and trying to figure out how we're going to uh, t- you know remove part of our orchard. Well, to do so, is not, uh, not in, in, it's very expensive to do so, and, but what's our next water? What kind of water um, irrigation system are we going to put in? How will it affect the rest of my, our crop? How will it affect the rest of the orchard? So um, with uh, agriculture, um, we have so many regulations that I'm really hoping that we can uh, have those really frank discussions. I think people have no idea uh, what it costs to run a farm. But water is, I think, that we have to remember is that, you know, I, we're not giving enough credit to our farmers. They're very innovative. They think outside the box. They try to do the best management practices possible. They look at integrated pest management controls. They look at a lot of things. It's just not having a farm worker. It's a lot that goes into this. We have machinery we need to deal with. We need to make sure they, they comply with the Air Resources Board. So um, agriculture is... Um, a really integral part in this entire district. So whether it's the pear industry or the grape industry up in Lake County, the almonds and walnuts um, in wa- uh, excuse me in Calusa and Yellow County, the tomatoes in Yellow and Solano County, grapes. It's just each one of us have a special need in the agricultural uh, realm. So um, I'm looking forward to working with all of them, and they've been more than upfront. They enjoy the fact that I know enough about farming to be dangerous. Uh, but I'm I, uh, I also um, the um, chairman of the Yowell County Water Resource Association. So I've been working with uh, sustainable groundwater management plans. Um, they're a difficult conversation. Um, I brought that up at the Vintners. You could tell just through the audience, they all kind of go, uh-oh, here we go. But it's uh, it's one of the most important things for me and I think right now is that we make sure that we keep our water issues as a local control rather than a statewide control. Because, you know, there's so many different areas and basins throughout the state of California. I think we should all make up our own mind what works best for
0: us. And to that point, there's a lot of concern now about the degree to which the state wants to control or at the very least measure groundwater. Talk about Mm -hmm. that.
1: Well, yeah, you know, um, probably California is one of the few that don't measure groundwater. Um, And it's something that has been coming for a long time, I think, Um, Department of Water Resources, et cetera, they're all trying to figure out a way to make this work. They, particularly in Yolo County, we have been blessed that we have been doing a lot of our monitoring for a while. We've been uh, putting some um, data models together for quite some time. Um, And so we're in a pretty good situation. Um, what we did, um, why it's so important for the groundwater um, monitoring and sustainability is so that we can make sure that we're going to have water for the future and what's happening currently. Um, I know that it's, it's hard on me as a farmer thinking that we're doing this, but the fact of the matter is, is that this isn't about me. This is about our future, and I think we're going to have to make sure uh, what we have out there. Um, the fear for most farmers is, what is it going to cost me? I get that, um, and the fear is is that uh, you're coming onto my land. But I think if we don't figure out a local solution, I I get concerned that um, a statewide solution does not answer the problems. They're going to what happens in uh, San Bernardino County versus San Joaquin County versus Yolo County or Napa County are all different, and I think we should do our own monitoring of those.
0: And while we're on the subject of water, where what are your views on the whole Delta Tunnel project that the governor is so fond of?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm, not, um, I'm, not, I'm not in favor of the Delta Tunnels as it stands right now. I am a more of a proponent for um, sites, reservoir storage is, uh, I think, really important uh, that we need to really address in Northern California. It's very expensive. It's time-consuming. There's a lot lot to be said about it, but we need to start moving forward because it's not going to get any better. Um, Yeah, so I'm hoping that we can get some reservoirs and um, get that sites reservoir moving forward.
0: Talk a little bit about the economic growth of the district and, and how you see that particularly in some of the poorer areas of the fourth assembly district, those issues of poverty can begin to be addressed.
1: Well, I think, you know, let's, let's, Let's just address something really fast. is that um Lake County. um if there's uh, a more um, sad place, I mean many people are very resilient, but never the fact and the fact of the matter is is that they need some job creation. They need to build their economic development up there. So things that come to mind that I have taken from winters is that you have to find public private uh, public um, private partnerships. So whether is it for a housing project, for affordable housing, If it's for water, if it's for um, bringing broadband to the area, Um, I'm a big proponent for Internet for All. Um, Many people in this district are not, um, uh, cannot afford the Internet. If they can, it may not even be available in their district. Um, So we need to make sure we get Internet for All. It, It would help promote job creation. It would help with economic development. It would help with education. It would help for health access, transportation access. It would help our farmers. So in um, uh, Lake County, I would like to see us really work hard on getting some Internet for All. We need to address Clear Lake. Um, We did a really good job on Tahoe Blue, and it's time to look right out our backyard is that we need to make Clear Lake Blue. Um, We've all talked about it for years. I've heard it from years Um, But there's a time that this is a time that we need to step forward and we need to figure out a solution. Is it working with UC Davis to maybe get a lab or some other college um, and have a test lab up there to help out? Is it working with more with the, the Sierra Club or Tuliomi or whatever the groups? We need to sit down and figure out that because if we had Clear Lake Blue, we would have jobs, we would have hotels, we'd have service industry, at least something going on up in, in Clear Lake area.
0: Talk a little bit about what you understand to be the fundamental or key issues in Napa County.
1: Oh, well, the fundamental ones is, uh, every single time it's transportation, um, you know, um, infrastructure needs, uh, housing affordability, housing, uh, and mental health. And those are probably the top ones that come up. Um, we're dealing with homelessness. So, um You know, again, that's one of the reasons that I've already started some of these conversations with the Transportation Authority. I have a group of six uh, men and women that want to sit down and talk about affordable housing. They've all started working on it in different um, pockets throughout the county. So those conversations, I'd like to see more. You guys have the best farm worker um, housing. I think that is a phenomenal model that many people are very interested in finding out more about. So those are, those are the main ones in, in the county that I see. I know there's some concern, and I don't know enough about it, and I was really glad that someone, uh, I need to sit down and talk to um, the powers to be, but I understand there's some concern of a, a casino coming somewhere in the Napa Valley or Napa area. I'm not familiar with that, but that's something I need to learn about um,
0: but, and, and what are your feelings about that, whether whether it's, I mean, there's been talk about Napa and even in uh, neighboring Solano in uh, the Vallejo area?
1: Well, you know, quite frankly, I don't know where, you know, where it's going to be staged. I mean, you know, we know we have transportation access trying to get um, in all this territory. I mean, even on Highway 80 coming out of Solano, it would, um, you know, I'd like to know where they want to site it. Um, you know, once if the land's been purchased yet, there's a lot of ifs and ands that I need answered before I could really make a really good um uh have an opinion on it. I have been fortunate enough to work with um really great um tribal communities, um one here outside of in Cape Valley. Um and so I have nothing but good things to say about how they're they're run. Um they're uh, thoughtful, visionary, um so um it, it there's a lot to be said about how a tribal um uh, if a casino comes in. It just it's, there's a lot of questions on that.
0: If you're elected to the Assembly, talk about the committees you would like to serve on, the areas of expertise that, that you would like to really focus on in the legislature.
1: Well, I'd like to be on agriculture. Um, I'd like to be on natural resources. Um, I'm also very interested in health. And I that wasn't part of my wheelhouse initially, but I've um, been investigating rural health care and rural uh, access for health care and in my visits uh, across this district, um, I have been very touched by the issues of mental health, and um, it's a topic that we all say we're going to do something about, and I it really hit home. Um, I visited with uh, in a hospital. Um, I went to the 5150 ward. I was touched. I went to the mental health ward where people have been there for four or five months, and um, they don't know where to put these individuals, but it was very, very touching. Um, I had two uh, burly nurses come up. I asked them a lot of questions about mental health and to have them both hug hug me when I left and teary-eyed saying I was the first person that's ever come in and asked them their issues. It really hit home, but I can't fix that, but we can fix preschoolers and, and families and the youngsters. We need to start somewhere, and we need to start young because it's, it's, um, it's very prevalent. You can see what's, what's coming down the pike on, on young, young children is that they're living in a home maybe that has mental illness, uh, the child's needs are not being met. So we need to work with the young, young people, and, and we need to get that done sooner than later.
0: What are your thoughts about the current high-speed rail project?
1: Well, you know, um, I think um, you know the we, we're doing what the voters wanted. The voters mm-hmm. wanted a high-speed rail, um, and these things come with unintended consequences. I think that um, uh, sometimes when an initiative comes through, it all sounds really great, but all the details are not taken care of. So the accountability on it and um, the um, transparency um, is where a lot of people are questioning. Why are we doing that project? Um, ultimately, let's face it, you know, other countries are all doing um, high-speed rail, and it works really well. Was that the best place to put it, is in Southern California? Well, I think many of us have second thoughts. Um, would have been better to work on the Capitol Corridor, uh, maybe doing it all the way over from Solano over to um, uh, so Napa, Solano, uh, Sonoma Counties. Maybe we should have looked at this differently. Uh, but at the time, everybody thought that would be a great thing. Some of these initiatives are, are difficult because they come through in are pretty bare bones and everybody thinks they're great, but it's the, the devil's in the details. And sometimes those details aren't dealt with sooner. And here we are today, still not with a project.
0: And finally, Celia, so yeah, there are 17, I think, uh, initiatives uh, on the ballot, statewide initiatives that are on the ballot do we have to begin to do something to change this process?
1: Yes. <laughs> well, you know, part of it is, is it's frustrating is that we're elected to make these decisions and that we should know our constituents enough to be able to be the voice to make some of these difficult decisions. I mean, there's, there's many of them are on, on the ballot that I think, well, what about this? Has anyone... I don't see that in the language. What's going to happen? Um, you know, let's let's face it, whatever passes... We will be following what the, our constituents say, but it's all the um, unintended consequences that we really haven't addressed. Have we addressed even on uh, the uh, in uh, marijuana initiative? Have we addressed um, the pl- police safety? How are we going to deal with children? Um, how is it going to be um, traced and tracked? How are we going to keep make sure that we know where um, the marijuana is coming from and and how it's being? Uh, distributed, all those things are still details that I don't feel comfortable in that particular proposition, but I'm going to honor it. It's probably going to pass, and that's great, um, but the fact is there's still a lot of devil in the details, and I think people just say, oh, it's no big deal. Well, there's things that they haven't even talked about. Is part of the problem
0: in the initiative process, as you see it, that the legislature has not been aggressive enough in taking on some of these issues and just sort of kicking the can down the road to the voters?
1: Well, as uh, since I'm not sitting over there yet, um, <laughs> as an outsider, I think that that's, there's some truth to that. I think there's some truth to that. I think people are, are apprehensive and um, they don't want to sometimes stand up what they should stand up for. And um, being in politics or being a representative it's risky right i mean we're really putting ourselves out there and it's tough but that's why you're voting for me that's why you're voting for any of us is that we are going to have to take some risks. we're going to have to make good decisions we're going to have to be a good listener and i think um you know that's that's what's gonna i think happen um
0: Winter's Mayor Cecilia Aguilar-Curry, candidate for the State Assembly from the 4th Assembly District. Cecilia, I thank you so much for spending time with us today.
1: Oh, thank you very much, and I really appreciate your time. And, um, you know, uh, it's 29 more days. Um, I really appreciate those out there for your vote, and I'll work hard for the district. And thank you so much for your time today.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com.